welcome to Education, Leadership, and Beyond, Surviving and Thriving. My name is Andrew Murata, host of the program, and it is show number 138. Happy to be with you. Welcome back to Education, Leadership, Beyond, proud member of the Education Podcast Network, a proud member of Voice Ed Radio Canada's, Canada's programming, and certainly happy to be live here on Facebook and then to social media and iTunes. Good afternoon, everybody, and uh, excited for today's program, 138. Unbelievable, right? How how we get to 138? Because it was maybe 100 episodes ago, somewhere in there, that we had today's guest on way back when we used to be back in the radio studios. We had her in person. She gave out her cell phone number that day. I don't know if you remember that, Doc. But uh, uh, Dr. Dina Stevenson is going to be on from the DDE agency. Uh, Dr. Dina and I have become close friends, and she's on fire. She is doing amazing things in education. Uh, Really uh, happy to talk with her and and happy to learn more about what she's doing and share with you. So uh, we will meet Dina in a moment. I do want to thank today's sponsor. It is the Andrew Murata Rocket Books. Here is one of the models. This is the bigger one, and here is the small one. I know Dr. Dina uses one. Uh, but these are reusable smart notebooks. It's the Andrew Murata version. And I have made some custom um, formats you could put in there for scheduling and different things as a school leader. They are on sale on my website. Murata20 is the discount code. And punch that in to get 20% off. Uh, again, the Rocket Book, awesome resource for you as a school leader, a business person, or just a regular person living their lives. So Check that out, andrewmarada.com. So let's get started. Uh, And I want to share one of the things that I learned from Dr. Dina. We've spent several school years together where she was in uh, my school, Port Jervis High School, Orange County, New York, uh, for for many days. And I learned a lot from Dina. She has tremendous presence. Uh, She's very smart and, and really just Uh, I learned a lot. But one of the points that I liked most, and I put it in my book, uh, The Principle Surviving and Thriving, was inspect what you expect, right? Sometimes people just think it's magic, right? Well, the principle says this, and then it just just happens like Pixie does. Well, sometimes it goes like that, but a lot of times you got to follow up on these things. People need time to learn about change. People need uh, uh, time. And then as the leader, you got to inspect what you expect. Uh, Dina would ask questions about why or, or, or something was happening in the school. And, and then she said, well, what have you done to take a look at this more closely? Tell me about your inspection of this uh, policy or this thing that you're trying to implement in your school. And sometimes I was like, uh, you know, but then I learned that concept that you have to inspect it on all angles. Right. Uh, you know, certainly a friend of mine has these cookies. David Mafai makes cookies. I'm sure he goes through all kinds of tests and in, um, inspections of what those cookies taste like and, and smell like and look like. And I know sometimes they, they might crack in the packaging and he takes care of that. But that was a concept that, uh, I mean, not only does it sound cool, right? Inspect what you expect. But for me, I implemented right away. Uh, again, Dina helped us in a lot of areas, but that was one that had helped me. So if you're listening, uh, certainly put that in your pocket as something that can help you. Well, let's meet Dina here. We're going to bring her into the program. So nice of her to uh, 
take some time out of her busy schedule. And here she is, everybody. Dr. Dina, welcome back <laughs> to Education, Leadership, and Beyond. Thank you for having me, Andrew. I It has been about 100 episodes ago. <laughs> yeah. You were in person. We actually had a double booking that day. Do you remember? Right. I remember that. <laughs> I, was I think it was like the police chief or something, wasn't it? It was. <laughs> it was. And he saw you and said, oh, she, she, she did. I'll back it up. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, welcome back. Thank you. I'm excited to be back. And um, I don't know. I'm I'm a numbers person. I'll have to look at what 138 means because I'm okay. sure it's significant in some kind of way. I'll let you know. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, I should have wait, maybe I should have waited for 150 to make it a celebration. <laughs> no. When, uh, <laughs> when I can get you is is, is important. And uh, uh, but yeah, it has been a while. And uh, let's let's start with, uh, you know, certainly introducing you. This is Dr. Dina. She is the founder and CEO of the DDE Agency, which we're going to get into the story of that. Uh, but Dina is an educator. Uh, she's a medical doctor. She's a parent uh, and really somebody who is making a, a great impact on the field of education. But share with me, Doc, about that, that concept, the inspect what you expect and and your message to school leaders about that? Um, it's one of my favorite. <laughs> uh, it's it's a daily practice, you know. Uh, keep it, always keeping your eye on the prize is. I mean, people have probably heard that before. But you know, we all set goals as leaders. We set goals. We set long term goals. We sh we set short term goals. But we can't just set a goal and like walk away from it. We can't tell our staff that this is my vision and go make it happen. Um, it is something that has to be visited, I believe, on a daily basis, sometimes even on an hourly basis, especially uh, all of you school leaders who are in the trenches, uh, especially when March 13th rolled around and schools closed um, or they were in the process of, of about to close. Um, you definitely wanted to make sure that you were going to be inspecting what you expected. And nobody really knew what the expectation was because it was a fluid situation. And so um, I believe that when you set a goal, you set it, you share it, but you're constantly visiting it. If you're not visiting it, then it is, there's an opportunity for it to get away from you. And so you mentioned some of those visits that I would have um, at your school with your team. Um, asking questions. Well, how do you know that the systems that you put in place are still in place? You know, can you give me evidence to uh, to share with me that those systems are working? How do you know that they're working? How often are you visiting them? Because um, it isn't magic. I wish, don't we all wish we had pixie dust that we could just like, you know, sprinkle over people and make them do the right thing. Um, that's not That's not possible. And so, you know, when you're visiting teachers' classes and you're giving positive feedback, how do you know that what you, the feedback that you gave, how do you know that they've actually done, you know, taking your advice? Because you gotta, you have to, you have to follow up. You have to follow up. But then you also have to be um, introspective. You have to, if, if the person's not doing what you're advising, you gotta look at the man in the mirror. I think we've had those conversations as well, you know. What is it about you that you're not um, articulating um, to that individual to make them um, trust the process? And so um, 
it's a it's a life lesson. It's not just a leadership lesson. I really believe it's a life lesson. If you are not um, inspecting what the what the outcome is supposed to be, um, it's it's like gambling, and I'm not a gambler, so <laughs> I need to make sure that what whatever the outcome that I'm expecting. I need to make sure that I'm going to get there because I don't want to waste your time. I don't want to waste my time. And um, I want to get to that end point. So I know that was a long response. (laughs) And again, it got into so many aspects of our work. And I do want to welcome in our live uh, audience that's watching. Certainly, if you know Dr. Dina, uh, a lot of friends of the program, you know, certainly say hello. But we'd love to have some questions or comments. Um, But, Doc, about that, you said a lot in there. But you came in as a stranger to Port Jervis. Uh, You were working with a different agency at the time and you came in as a stranger. And a lot of times it's like a it's like a blind date. Right. The person comes in. We don't know them. They don't know us. They don't know the culture of our school. And sometimes it's one date and sometimes it's multiple. But you built relationships at Port Jervis and many other schools. And really, you know, we became you know, fond of you and the work and the message you, you brought. Tell me, like, how, how do you go about doing that as an outside consultant, right? As an outsider. But then over time, you became well-received in Port Jervis. And the word you used was trust. Tell me about how you do that. And that's it. It, it really is. It's about listening to people, listening to their concerns, uh, meeting them where they are understanding, we've had this conversation before, understanding that no one comes to a a job, a school uh, with malice intent. So if if someone's not doing what, you know, you as a leader would expect them to do, it is because no one has shared with them the process of getting there. And so there's some assumptions that that are built. And so that's the first thing. The second is, I'm an upfront. I mean, what you see is what you get with me. And so I, I am um, I am the person that addresses the pink elephant. Whereas, you know, most consultants, I, I, I think I can say that most consultants are kind of afraid to broach certain conversations, very afraid to to speak to the elephant or um, or say that sounds like an excuse. And so I think, you know, without being confrontational, and I think that that, that's what helped um, me build relationships, not just in Port Jervis, but in all of the other districts that I was in and I'm currently in. Um, I'm like, I've been there. Like, I've been there, done it. Like, I've walked a mile in your moccasin, so I know what you're thinking. Here we go again. This is the flavor of the school year. And so, you know, once the leadership is gone, there's going to be a new initiative. I know that's what you're thinking. And so I think having those authentic conversations with people helped me build relationships. And then whatever I said I was going to do, I actually did it. You know, you people have to trust that... Um, you you understand where they are. You're going to meet them where they are. You're going to help them get to the point that you want to get them to. But it's not going to be they're not going to be punished by not knowing um, how to get there. And so it's trust, listening and being authentic and, and not being afraid to just address the pink elephant in the room that I know I'm probably like the 16th person that's been standing in front of you. I get it. I know that this is an initiative that probably, if you've been here longer than 10 years, this was probably an initiative that was going on your first year that you were here. However, it works. This, this, it works. And so just trust that it works. 
And um, I think that's it, you know, and just being human. Like, you know, I'm a consultant, but I'm also, I'm a human first. I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I'm a daughter. And so um, and the funny thing is that I'm an, int- I'm, I'm an introvert until I get in front of people. Like, mm. it's weird. Like I would much like this COVID-19 being home thing is like, it's my jam <laughs> because <laughs> I don't have to leave my house. <laughs> Well, certainly traveling and you being around and uh, yeah. Doc, you know, again, we mentioned a hundred episodes ago and everybody was in a different place, but so much has changed now, including you starting your own agency, starting the DDE. Tell me about your decision to do that, that, hey, I I know I'm good at this. I can do this and you've done it and and you're flourishing. Tell me about that. Yeah, you know, fear, fear is a thing. It's, it's, it's really a thing. And, uh, you know, I've had conversations with you, with, um, you know, other leaders that I was working with, and they all would ask, when are you, when are you going to do this on your own? Um, have conversations with my family and my friends. Um, and I just, the timing of it was just kind of crazy. You know, I didn't know that once I decided to launch my own business that two weeks later, <laughs> you know, this thing called COVID-19 was going to take um, take storm. Um, it's been amazing though, Andrew, it really has. Um, during the course of uh, COVID-19, I secured five school districts, all within, I think the furthest school district is maybe an hour away. So no more hotels, no more, you know, being away from my family. Um, it's It's been absolutely amazing because I stopped letting fear get in the way, get in the way. I mean, what is what is the acronym for fear? Um, false evidence appearing real. <laughs> um, it felt real. It felt like I could not do this on my own. I didn't think I could. Um, and stepped out on faith, launched it, and I, I haven't looked back. And I won't look back. Yeah. And you, you're going to be a uh, you know, success in whatever you do. So tell me, Doc, how, how have you adjusted your work virtually, right? Traditionally, you come in, we got the coffee, she, you know, the hot, black, <laughs> and she wants the coffee, and we got to get it set out. And then, we, you know, we have our routine, and it's in person, right? And so much right. enjoyable because you're enjoyable to be around. Uh, but how has it looked for you virtually? You know, because these districts are new, it's it's my new normal. Like they don't they don't know. Like I've I've never met these individuals face to face. Like we've only met virtually. Okay. So uh, they don't know anything different. So when you know this school year, we have some opportunities for me to be on campus a little more and to meet people face to face. So there really hasn't been an adjustment for them. Um, It's just been a shift in my mindset. And, you know, believe it or not, you probably do believe it. I mean, I'm I'm just as personable, you know, virtually as I am um, face to face. Um, You know, it it has been a challenge, though, because I am, like I said, I'm in my element when I'm in buildings. So it's not as um, I'm not as in your face (laughs) virtually because I don't. I don't feel like I've had an opportunity to really build some offline conversations or offline relationships with people. So that's the only thing um, that's probably different about my business. It's, it's more business and less 
you know, I try to, you know, how are you? I try to, you know, have small talk with individuals, but it, it's, it's different. I think that's probably the only thing um, because they don't know me. They just know, you know, Dr. Dina, well, they don't even call me Dr. Dina. I'm Dr. Stevenson of the DDE agency. And it's like, I'm on delivering whatever, you know, professional development that I have to deliver. And then, you know, it's lights on and then lights off. And that's really it. Well, they'll be blessed when they get to meet you in person. Um, you. you know, and they haven't made the mistake of putting your bag on the floor. I, I, we made that. <laughs> if you're watching and you have her in person, don't put the bag on the floor, everybody. Don't put my bag on the floor. No. I just, those are just a few of my pet peeves. <laughs> Doc, you know, you've seen good, the bad, the ugly. You, you've met so many school leaders from not only New York State, but really around the country now. Um, but certainly New York State. So if you were building the perfect school administrator, right, you got to pick any of the characteristics that you've seen over your time. What makes great school leaders? You have to be a good listener. You really do. You don't know everything. Your staff can actually, um, your staff is your biggest resource. They really are. And if you don't use them as a resource, um, you're, you're missing out. And um, that's the first. The second is you have to be um, introspective. You have to you you have to constantly um, do some role playing, um, even if it's with yourself. Especially when you want to have those those challenging conversations, or there's a necessity to have those challenging conversations with staff. Um, play that out. Either you know, looking in the mirror, calling a colleague. Um, talking to your dog, do, you got to do something. Um, and you, you have to understand that at the end of the day, although you want people to change their practices, these are still people that you want to keep in your building. And so you, you have to, there's a, there's a fine line between that. Um, you have to be organized. Like, you know, I would, I would definitely want someone that's organized, um, having control of the six hours that they have their staff in front of them and not use, um, email as an excuse not to be in front of their staff, not using, I got to um, follow up on telephone calls. Um, so I can't be out and about. And I get that now, you know, with virtual learning, um, to me, I don't think that that's an excuse. I think that you can still pop into classrooms. I, I, I think it's even, you know, even more critical to do that. Um, but then also understanding that use, using your support staff um, as a support. You know, when I was a principal, I didn't have an assistant principal. I did, but she wasn't a, the assistant principal. She was the other principal. And so um, gleaning into the strengths of the of the other people that are around you, like having having that support team is important. And so if so, if you are not a delegator, um, it's going to be a, it's a lonely job to begin with you know, the principalship. It is. It's a very lonely job. And so if you are that kind of person that feels like you got to do everything, you're going to be even lonelier because people are just going to give it to you. You if And, you know, you, you have to learn how to delegate. So um, being introspective, um, being a good listener, um, using your support staff and um, not making excuses about the six hours that you have in front of your staff. Use it wisely. At least 60% of that time needs to be in front of the people that you're supporting. You can, you can read, you can answer emails later. 
Yeah. And you always helped us do those things. You helped be a facilitator of the listening, right? And you pointed so many of those out. Another great thing we did together was that first responder video, mm -hmm. really, right? Like, how are you Amazing. using the people, right? Even the even teaching them the politeness that you want on the other end of the phone. That was such mm -hmm. a powerful uh, activity we did together. Uh, but you did all these and you model these for us too, is another thing that you do. Um, Doc, what about the other side, right? You you always maintain a very cool face, right? When you're in a classroom, right? You couldn't tell if people <laughs> loving, the, loving it or not liking it, but every once in a while, I'd catch that eye like, what was that? And, I, I I knew it was like a red flag going off because, you know, again, we were in tune with the work we were doing. But what are some things that you see that hold people back from being successful or maybe some things that they're not doing uh, that, you know, is hurting them? As far as teachers are concerned, educators? No, the school, leader, no, the school leaders. Oh. Right, the, right, the, being afraid to give feedback. Just being afraid to give feedback. I believe it's, um, oh, I cannot think of her name. Um uh, leadership coach, but she talked about when we fail to give leadership to individuals, we just don't, we don't hurt the individual that we're giving the leadership, the feedback to. We also hurt ourselves because that individual will continue to do the things that may be, may be offensive and they just don't know it. And so um, I think leaders oftentimes are afraid to give uh, corrective feedback to not just teachers, to parents, to support staff, to students. And so when you don't do that, the behavior doesn't change. And so when you ultimately decide to give the feedback after several times of having the opportunity to do it and you miss those opportunities, when you ultimately give the feedback, the person is like, well, wait a minute. I know on three other occasions you you saw me do the same thing and you didn't say anything. Why now? Why Why now? And so um, I think that's the biggest thing, not giving feedback. Like I, will, I have gone into buildings and seen something and the leader will say, we'll walk out and I'll say, oh my goodness, such a, you know, whatever. And they'll go, yeah, right? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm looking at you. Like I, <laughs> if, this, if this person, is doing it and you know that they're doing or they're not doing something, it's on you, Mr. or Miss Leader. It's not on the person in the room because they're doing it and they did it not only now in front of you, but in front of me, I'm a guest because we're on our best behavior when guests come. So if this person is exhibiting this behavior in front of me, it is because they think it's okay. So no, 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 I'm getting on you. <laughs> Um, and so I think feedback to me is, I mean, you know, that that's huge to me because that begins the dialogue. Mm -hmm. And I think feedback has gotten such a negative, it's almost like data, you know, data. I know when I was a principal, data was the, like the, the no, the no, no, you didn't use the word data. Um, but I believe feedback now is that, is that word that leaders don't want to share with, with, with teachers because of whatever, whatever reason, they just don't want to have a conversation or maybe, maybe it's because they don't feel effective and giving feedback that they think is going to change the behavior. I don't know, but I think that that, that's the missing link because if you can begin to have dialogue with, uh, with an individual, 
regarding their practices, I believe practices will ultimately change. They will change, they will improve, and it'll come to a point where that individual will see you walking down the hallway and go, come on in. Come on, I want you to see this. Like, look. I want to show you. Yeah. Yeah, I want to show you. I want, I want to, I, I want to kind of like, you know, like promote that I'm doing this and I'm doing it well. And I took your advice. And um we we miss the boat on that a lot of times just because we we make the excuse that we're too busy. <laughs> or this individual has been doing whatever the job that they're doing for so long that who am I to come now and tell them? because they've gotten highly effective on their evaluations. And so now who am I to say, you know, that their instructional delivery, for example, isn't up to par. You're the leader. That's you, you've been hired to be the leader. Yeah. And again, that feedback, you would give it to us as the school leaders. And, and again, with the trust and respect of the people you're working with saying, All right, now how are we going to correct this? Right. Mm -hmm. And you help us along and, uh, you know, again, that you you brought us the term, the behavior you tolerate is the behavior you accept. And mm -hmm. that, that behavior is not uh, acceptable. Why are you tolerating it as the lead? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And you did it in a way, Doc, with a smile and uh, never made the people feel bad about themselves, but building them up along the way. So uh, we're blessed to have, have learned you. And I'm a better school leader for being around you. So uh, yeah. again, you got five districts working with you now and they're blessed. Uh, and I look forward to you getting your, your feet in those buildings. Um, Doc, another thing you're doing, you know, a lot of online work, you know, you're doing, uh, you have a strong online presence. We spoke a little bit about Instagram, but even like modeling the exercise, right? This summer you were exercising every morning, 10,000 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, miles, I mean 10,000 miles. Oh my God, 10,000 steps before 10 a.m. That's yeah. my thing. And and you modeled that, but you're also doing a lot of, uh, you know, speaking and, and uh, you're doing some coaching online. Tell me about, you know, the, the work. Not only we talked about in schools, but now how about online? You're doing a lot to try to help school leaders that way too. Right. So, you know, um, having an online presence has caused, you know, people to, you know, land up in my DM asking me how to go about becoming an educational consultant. Uh, and I decided, you know, during the during COVID-19 and we're still in COVID-19, but you know what I mean? In March, I launched um, an online course called the Educational Consultant Lab, um, which is a step by step course to help leaders, educators launch their own educational consulting firm. Um, it's fun. It's 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 fun because uh, my first cohort of students they're from like all over the country. So not only did I learn, not only did they learn something, I learned too. I had to learn about their their state requirements and um, helping them find attorneys or accountants in their areas uh, area. Um, it's a lot of fun. I mean, I, I and I I just think that if you have an expertise, let me let me take this back. If you've been working in education for think about this for at least five years, we'll just say five. Most people are working longer than that. Five years doing the same thing for 180 plus days a year, you're an expert in that. You're an expert in, in whatever that is, whether you are the scheduling guru for your building, 
whether you are, you know, a, a reading specialist or a math expert, you are an expert and people will pay you for your expertise because that's all a consultant is, you know, we solve problems for, and, and we, we help people with those problems. We find a solution for them and, um, it's been fun. It's been fun really just coaching people into identifying what their educational niche is. And so, um, you, I mean, you, you wrote a book, Andrew, because that was your, you solved a problem for leaders, like your book. Um, I go through your book when I'm helping other leaders, <laughs> you know, I need you to read this chapter mm -hmm. because you're not getting it. And maybe if you see it in writing, you'll get it. Um, or, you know, so it's, if you don't have, a, if you are an educator and you don't have an online presence, I'm not a big Twitter person. We've had the conversation before. Um, I talk too much. I think, I think that's why I don't like Twitter. Yeah. Like I need, I need, I need more, I need more. Yeah. I need more. It's not enough for me. Um, so, but you need to have an online presence of some sort because even, even if you're not trying to monetize it, even if it's just to be, um, to give some quality content to those individuals who need it, to parents, to other school leaders, to other teachers. Um, and it's free, like, you know, do it, do it just because it'll, it'll allow you to engage with other people I've met. So, and as you have, you've met, I've met so many people from around, not even the country, around the world um, because of social media. And so um, having tons of fun with it. And I recommend, I recommend that, because um, there are a lot of people who don't even wanna be on social media and that, because they're educators, they think. And I know that some districts have some restrictions, um, but you know, don't post pictures of you at a party with the lampshade on your head and I think you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you have one of your uh, people that signed up, a friend of Port Jervis, Peggy Fitzgerald. She's watching live. So, Peggy, what oh, would yes. you say? Uh, what would you say, Peggy? And thanks for jumping in. Uh, was something that you found beneficial about the program? Because again, Doc, I commend you. You became an expert. You modeled it. You did it, and now you're helping other people do it. Like that's one of the secrets to life. There, uh, you know. Not you know sharing your gifts, so uh, hopefully right. Peggy jump back in there. Peggy, I think Peggy just signed up maybe twenty four or forty eight hours ago. Oh, okay. So she's yeah. coming. It's cohort. Yeah, no, I have a um a self study cohort for Got those it. who just don't want to follow along. They can just they have a self study. Um, and I think Peggy might have emailed me asking me was I going to support her, um, even through the self study. Check your email because I'll be watching how far you are in the program, Peggy, so that we can connect. So <laughs> be on the feedback loop. Yes. <laughs> Doc. Yeah, she said she hasn't started yet. She signed up on Labor Day. I thought so. I remember the name. Well, let's get the review, Peggy. Uh, <laughs> Doc, you've been a mentor for so many. Uh, again, a friend and a mentor and sharing. Who's been who's been a mentor to you in your life that has had a deep impact on you? You know, it's it's funny when I um, when I think about mentorship, um, I have a lot of mentors that don't know they're my mentor <laughs> online. Um, you know, especially when I started diving into the online 
platform. You know, people like um, Christy Jackson of the Woman CEO Project, um, or um, oh my God, um, Maya Elias or Maddie James. I mean, there's just so many women who powerful women who are their moms, their wives, um, but they've taken their expertise and launched these amazing businesses. And not and it's not even about the money, it's about the amount of people that they've been able to help along the way. Um, so those would be, you know, the individuals that I really like, I have my notifications on Instagram set to them, you know? <laughs> so when they post, I'm looking to see, you know, what are they posting? What are they saying? Um, and then just my, my family, my family has been extremely, I think about it. I left, <laughs> I left, um, I left the principalship in 2013. I didn't, I didn't retire. I quit. <laughs> um, and then I started this journey on consulting and then, you know, in March, I left a partnership that I had, I left, I didn't, you know, <laughs> walked away. Um, so my family has been extremely uh, powerful in this journey. I don't recommend people quitting their jobs. <laughs> please, please note that. Um, but they've been a powerful resource for me. They've been my biggest cheerleaders. And then people like you, Andrew, who, you know, when you knew I was going through the the transition, sending me text messages and, you know, telling me, you know, cheering me on. Even when I didn't ask for it, you were cheering me on. You got this, Doc. You're going to do it. You're going to do fine. Um, just meeting people and building friendships along the way. Um, you've been a mentor from afar and probably didn't even know it. Well, that's nice to share. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I wouldn't say quit, Doc. You didn't quit. You changed what, what you're doing. A quitter, in my mind, is someone who gives up, right? You, you're doing yeah. something different right and uh, mm -hmm. some people can walk away from the jobs and others but you're you're doing something different so I, I would never use the q word with you you're <laughs> supposed to do something different um but you mentioned your family and you know i know your husband's in education your son um but your daughter's got some exciting stuff going on too a passion of your family has been uh you know your daughter and i hope i got it right matt is she going in her junior year doc right is that yeah because yes. we've been following her i feel like from kitty ball here and now we're in the junior year but your daughter is a heck of a, a high school basketball player and might have some opportunities tell me about that for you and your husband with this process of, of being recruited at the not just the d1 level the high d1 level so. right right so you know tuesday september 1st was d-day in the stevenson house and, and many houses across the the country who have children um, going into their junior year and are being recruited by um, by colleges. Um, our mail person, our, our mail delivery guy, um, doesn't like us <laughs> because every day there there are tons of there's tons of literature from schools. Wow. Um, she's she's on the phone every day talking, either FaceTiming with um, top D1 schools. I mean, she's like she knows their families. Um, it's exciting. You know why is it, it's, it's exciting? Because we know, I mean, she's already had one offer. Um, we know college is paid for. You know that? Like we we know college is paid for. Um, she's 
talking to some heavy hitter coaches and um and they're they're extremely interested in yeah. her um they we've had conversations with them we've had it's the only thing i think is challenging andrew is we've had to have virtual visits we uh we we met with uh one of we we got an opportunity to at least visit her 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 one of her top five schools um but we didn't get an opportunity to visit like maybe her well, you know what our number one school is. The number two school we had to do it virtually, um, which which was disappointing, you know, because we heard it's probably one of the most beautiful campuses in the country, and we didn't get a chance to go um, and visit. Um, but she's talking to the head coach every day. He texts her on Labor Day, telling, showing her pictures of him barbecuing and making brisket. So <laughs> that's the kind of relationship. So. To, you know, at this point, it's just about her continuing to perfect her game, um, not get injured, and um, ultimately be able to make a decision. Because right now, we don't even know if she's going to have a junior year season um, yeah. because of um, COVID nineteen. Sure. But it's but it's extremely exciting. It's exciting to know, and she said this. It's exciting to know that other people see the fruits of her labor not just us because we're her biggest cheerleaders obviously but to hear people who you know strangers you know telling her this is why we want you here this is why you'd make a great um addition to our team um she's like that's like it works like the work the all the hard work that i've done it's paying off and so just fingers crossed <laughs> that she'll you know get offered you know, I'm she'll yeah. get offers, but she'll get offered to the school that she really wants to yeah, go to. Where she wants to be, and, and certainly yeah. friends are cheering her on. And Maddie, uh, we hope to have you on the program. Maybe when you do make your decision, that would be exciting. <laughs> and it's a family, it's a family thing, right? Maddie certainly put in the work athletically, but I see those pictures of you down in the Bronx at the Gauchos, and I know you yeah. drive those AAU games, and we mm -hmm. watched that those free throw footage. Uh, <laughs> Because you put and your husband put the time in too. So uh, God bless your family, and uh, we're hoping it works out for you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> yeah. right, let's get rolling here. I know you're busy. Um, let's get the rapid fire. Uh, but okay. before we do that, Doc, was there anything else you wanted to share? You know, you've had a great impact again on my life and the Port Jervis community and, and a lot of schools. But a lot of a lot of school leaders watch this program and are involved. Is there anything else you wanted to say to them? I just, you know, I just reiterate what I've already said. Um, I don't want you to lose sight on the fact that although your school may be virtual, you can still, I've, I'm seeing a lot of people feel like they have to do like this out of the box, um, really creative ways to stay in touch with their staff. I don't think that's the case. Pick up the phone. Pick up the phone and call your staff, you know, send out a quick email, send a text message. If you're not a telephone, if you if you don't like talking on a telephone, um, that to me is way more impactful than trying to find these cutesy, tootsy kind of, you know, ways to engage with your staff. Don't miss that. Don't just because you may not be able to reach out and touch your staff, you may not be able to reach out and touch your students and your families, um, pick up the phone identify maybe a few people a day to, to, to text or to call um, 
that's going to be important because when things go back to normal, because they will, you don't want to feel like you have to rebuild those relationships that you might have lost because you used uh, uh, the virtual um, setting as an excuse. Yeah. That's all it is. It's an excuse. Absolutely. Let's get to it, Doc. Great points. Uh, rapid fire. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. I think I am. Here we go. <laughs> I'm usually trying to keep up with you. Hopefully, you <laughs> last book you read. Oh, Book Yourself Solid by, I think it's um, Michael Port. Okay, last movie you saw. Fatal Affair on Netflix. Ooh. by ne It was with Nia Long and Omar Epps. It was, it was one of them scary kind of make you jump kind of. <laughs> it's like a modern day fatal attraction. Yeah. You travel a lot, Doc. Yeah, you're all over, right? You know, where, where, when you're not working. Where is your favorite place to travel? Martha's Vineyard. Mm, nice. Yeah, Martha's you Vineyard. Buffalo? Yeah, we we drive. Okay. Yeah, we right. missed it this summer. You shared a lot of passions, Doc, of things that motivate you. How about a passion that maybe we hadn't talked about yet? Something that motivates you that we didn't discuss? Hmm. I'm a reader. Like I am. I am an avid reader. Um, and a dancer. I love to dance. <laughs> I love to dance. And crash weddings. <laughs> <laughs> that you told us. About. You did tell us that. Uh, again, I, I misplaced your coat. I put your bag on the floor. Uh, but you know, educationally, Sam, what's a what's a pet peeve of yours? Making excuses. Yeah. Just, you know, making excuses about. You know, there was an emergency, and because it was an emergency, I didn't get to do something. There, there are very few emergencies in, in, in education. There are. I, I worked in the ER. I'm sorry. There, it sounds like an excuse to me. <laughs> I can tell this is a great teacher when I see. Oh, students engaged. Students talking. There's more student talk and less teacher talk. I know, and you know, I hear those conversations. Kids are asking one another questions, and I don't care if it's in a different language that I don't even understand. I know engagement when I see it. That gets the good. <laughs> she get that. She get that. She likes what she sees. Yeah. <laughs> a name you did not choose for the DDE. I had. I'm sure they had some other ones. Which one didn't make the cut? <laughs> the educated hustler. <laughs> <laughs> you were floating that out there. Yeah. <laughs> you do hustle, that's for sure. I believe we all have a book in us. I know yours is going to be coming one day. Yeah, what would be the title of your book, Doc? She did it. She did it. Yeah, you are. You're modeling that. You're doing it. Best purchase under a hundred dollars that has had a great impact on your life besides your rocket book that you know we got you. <laughs> um my convert kit subscription. Say that convert again. Kit. Convert kit, my email marketing system, best purchase. Okay. I was actually just highlighted by them yesterday on Instagram. You'll have to tell us more about that. That's good. Something about Dr. Dina that people don't know about. Uh, well, I mentioned it. I hinted it. I'm an introvert. I am an introvert. I COVID-19 has been uh, an excuse. And I just I talked about not making excuses, but a reason for me not to have to leave my home. 
and social. And my husband is a social butterfly. I would much rather not entertain. I would much rather just be home mm -hmm. in my sweats. I'm just, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And your daughter's going to school tomorrow. Some schools are all virtual, some are hybrid. What's your message to families and, and kids, teachers, right? That may be afraid to go back with all that's happening. You know what? Um, schools and school districts have done um, a fantastic job with the resources that they have um, to put a plan in place. You just got to trust the process. You really do. Um, if you're afraid um, to send your kids, there's some things that you can do at home. You know, you can check their temperature before they go to school to make sure that they're OK. Um, and then check it when they come back. You know, um, ask a lot of questions. Ask a lot of questions of your of your kids. How was the day? What did what did transitions look like? How many people were in your classroom? How far away were you from your your peers in your classroom or your cafeteria? That will give you hopefully the peace of mind that you need in order to send them either it's every day or every other day. And then stay in touch with whoever your parent coordinator is at your child's school. Stay in touch with them. Stay in touch with your 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 building leader to um to voice your concerns but kids kids want to be back in school they need to be back in school and the more we can support the plans that school districts have put in place um the better off our kids are going to be in the long run they need to be in school they really do that was well said doc i have somebody here who wants to say hello she's uh -oh. at me and here she is <laughs> <laughs> you had your door <laughs> You had to go and step out. This is Ruby. Uh, she joined Hi, us. Ruby. But she's been watching the hello all show. I love that face. <laughs> and, I, I, and I put my dog out. <laughs> I, I didn't do that. Sorry, Ruby. <laughs> <laughs> Doc, we, we shared a number of your quotes today. Uh, inspect what you expect. We talk about a lot of your just what you've brought to the table. You know, is there a quote that you want to share with us to end the program here? You know, I used to always have this quote at the end of my email and I thought that it was Aristotle. I thought it was the quote by Aristotle. I found out probably about two years ago that it wasn't um, from him. I can't remember who, who actually wrote it now, but it is, we are what we re repeatedly do, um, you know, and so then it's, you know, it's not an act, it's a habit, it's a habit. Um, but I always thought it was Aristotle who, who wrote, who quoted that, but it's not, I can't, I can't remember for the life of me who actually did it, but I'm going to get, I'm going to continue to give Aristotle the credit until <laughs> I figure out who it was, but yeah, it's like, you just, you, you have to do something over and over and over and over and over again until you perfect it. And it's not an act. It just becomes who you are. So that introspect what you expect. If you if you live your life that way, if you're visiting your goals on a daily basis, it just becomes who you are. You won't go to bed without making sure that you looked at whatever action items you were supposed to attack that day. Did you do them? And if you did it, why? And what's what are you going to put in place? What system you're going to put in place tomorrow to make sure that you do the thing that you said you were going to do, even when somebody's not looking at you? Awesome. Tom. Hey, Tom. Your friend, <laughs> he's got on the wall. Doc, this was great. Uh, we're wishing your your business and your impact on people to continue to grow. If they are interested in getting in touch with you about bringing you to their school as a speaker, as a consultant, or as a you know 
multi-year relationship, what's the best way to do that? The best way would be via email. Um, you could either go to info at DocDina Enterprises or ask at DocDinaEnterprises.com. Um, or you can just go to DocDinaEnterprises.com. There is a contact uh, sheet on my website to, um, to, to contact me. Um, or on Instagram, I'm DocDina, at, I'm at DocDina Enterprises. So either way, um, I usually respond within 24 hours and um, would love to work with you, um, work alongside you, or um, work virtually until so we can see each other face to face. And a lot of your friends jumped in today, uh, but I'm somebody that, again, we worked together almost five years, I think, Doc. Mm -hmm. Seen Doc in action, uh, so I certainly would recommend her services. Uh, it was great to have you on, Doc, and great to see great you. Great having you. Wish, wish you continued success, all right? Thank you so much. Bye, guys. I'm going to try to cue up this music, Doc. You stay tuned here. Okay. This was Education Leadership Beyond, Surviving and Thriving, show number 138. Dr. Dina, everybody. Thank you, Dina. Um, if I can help you in any way, don't hesitate to reach out on Twitter, at Enterprise21. I'm not as big as Doc on uh, Instagram, but I'm on there, too. See you, Doc. <laughs> all right.